Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we're going to talk about the future of the MCU and how, based on what they have adapted thus far, how they might adapt future storylines from the comics. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. We're here today to do a commissioned episode from Aaron Haker, uh, who a car. A car. <laughs> um, who has sent in uh, his commission. Thank you so much for your support, Aaron. Um, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to break down the differences between the comics and the movies and the TV shows. Like what are some of the just kind of universal things that they change when they convert the Marvel cinematic universe from comics page to screen. And then we're going to try to look at five different plot lines that uh, from comics and describe them and then talk about how they would might, might, uh, apply those same rules. So, uh, you ready to get into this, Jeff? Sure. So we we didn't even we kind of did something similar to what we did with the last commission episode, which I I like I like these I like the process. I came up with the way that they change things, and you came up with five plot lines. So we haven't really discussed this beforehand. So th- there's going to be some discussion. Hopefully. We're going in blind. We're going in kind of blind. Um, it just it, I, I like having the discussions about it. You know. Yeah. yeah. On on the thing. Uh, Save it for the cast. So my first rule. That they have done thus far in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everything is science. Well, that, don't don't jump into your rules. I came up with the rules. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, that's in there, but we'll get there. Okay. All what's, right. What's your first rule? They work with what they've got. Okay. They very rarely add too much in one movie. So if a movie has like 15 other characters, like Civil War, they added two. Yeah. They they very rarely add like a lot. They work with the characters they have. So if if a plot line has, you know, stars Magneto, obviously there's other problems with that and we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> but they're not going to bring in Magneto for that probably. Or they're at least not going to bring in the whole brotherhood. They're going to bring in one character, two characters and try to build this universe a piece at a time. Right. So that's my first. They work with what they've got. So so if we come up with a plot line uh and we talk about it, if there's Tons of characters they're probably going to use. It's it's like they um, uh, they, they use instead of uh, Hank Pym creating Ultron, they had Tony create Ultron. Yeah, because Hank Pym hadn't been introduced yet. Exactly, and it makes more sense for Tony to create a, an accidentally killing robot or accidentally create a major killer robot than it does for Hank Pym. Absolutely. Who has shrinking tech and communicates with bugs. Yeah, it it, it just it, it made more sense. They also and they love to give nods to the comics, but they didn't uh they did also the Mandarin. Now what you think of that that twist? It's still kind of working with what you've got because in this universe at that point there's no magic yeah, there haven't been like alien technologies left on Earth yet. So instead of introducing all of that, they just <laughs> had, had, they worked with what they had. They had the whole plot be about extremists, and they just had this this little this little offshoot. Also, the Civil War inciting incident. Yep. Uh, 
they worked with what they had. They had yeah, they, they already have, had Scarlet Witch. They didn't have the new warriors yep. going around doing a um a, a reality show about catching villains. Yeah. And, and they could they could have they could have easily like had a ten minute sequence at the beginning of that movie that is or even like a four minute sequence that is like the New York Warriors on a uh, big on a, on a on a reality show and you're like ooh this is interesting but instead they brought it home and made it personal like they gave it they gave it personal stakes because Scarlet Witch was a character we kind of cared about she had relationships with Vision and Hawkeye that we got to see and Tony and it and it, like it affected it, it affected the Avengers at home because they just brought it all in so that's my first rule they work with what they've got how crazy would it have been though if it had been like a group of kids making a YouTube video, like Peter Parker style, you know, like like that Spider-Man style, making yeah. YouTube videos, but they accidentally had, you know, they ran into a character that blew up uh, school. Yeah, yeah, it would have been nuts. That would have um, been uh, that would have been would have been interesting. Interesting, but, I think. But that that's what they've done thus far, anyway. Yeah, they didn't want to. They, they didn't want to go that route with what they've got. So that's rule number one. Rule number two. No secret identities. So far, yeah. Except for Spider-Man. Well, every character with except every character that's going to go on to the next movie that is a character knows he's Spider-Man now. The only one who didn't at the end of the movie was Aunt May, and she she, she caught him. So like we've we've still never seen we've still never seen Michelle doesn't know she moved off. Huh? She moved at the end of the movie. No, she didn't. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right, Michelle. I was thinking of uh, Liz. Liz. Yeah, you're right. Michelle, I almost... Sure. Michelle doesn't know. <laughs> My point is, they're, they're, they're not... I don't think they're into the idea, and, and Spider-Man is the exception, obviously, but the fact that they revealed it to Aunt May that soon tells me that they're just not into the idea of the tension that is created from secret identities. Yeah. Having to lead that double life. Yeah. Like it's been done so much in early comic book movies. And I think they're intentionally like, you know what? That's not an interesting story. Uh, and I think they're still going to do it a little bit with Spider-Man because he's still going to have to live the life of a kid. Yeah. Um, they didn't have him do the press conference. So yes, Spider-Man is the exception, but even he, most of the closest people in his life know his secret now. Yeah, Michelle yeah. being the one exception. I didn't think of Michelle, but because she wasn't in the movie all that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call her MJ if you want. She still didn't have that much weight in the movie to me. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I think that a they, lack of secret identities. I think they could be moving towards secret identities because the they could be the big characters that they've had so far have been such massive characters. Like nobody knows who Bruce Banner is on a grand scale. Like. As far as the world is concerned, nobody knows who Bruce, that, Bruce I dis- Banner is. I disagree. His picture is next to Einstein. In the uh, in this picture is like next to all those. That might be so after say like after the Battle of New York. It might be that he's he's in science classes because he made the Hulk. Um, Maybe we just don't know. We don't know. We, he might he might be just considered a famous physicist or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, it could or, be. It, like it, that's what it seemed like it, based on Spider Man. His picture being up there. But like in the comics, when you look at secret identities, like Iron Man has always said that you know it's a bodyguard. It's a bodyguard in a suit of armor that stands ne- or that's always near me. Um, and everybody everybody knew everybody knew that Iron Man was Tony Stark. Like that that was that was no big surprise for everybody. Right. But like. You know, I'm just you see you see Steve Rogers in 
in the past and you know captain america going around doing the uso shows sure. like everybody's like yeah captain rogers like everybody knew who that was yeah there's no big deal for that thor is an alien coming down and he's always thor so sure. that is his identity and i don't know that they're getting away from that they, they, they they're doing it in the smallest screen but they're in the movies there, there's really no secret identities yet. I just, I think, except that, for Spider-Man, who they're obviously already wanting to reveal that they're yeah. just, they're just not into that tension. So that's just one of my, one of one of the things. So things that involve secret identities, like Civil War, it just wasn't part of the issue, right? So that's one of my, one of my, one of my rules. Okay, or one of the things they've changed thus far. Um, number three, a lack of villains. <laughs> <laughs> they have done a lot of world building and they have built out this, this pretty large set of heroes at this point. There's a lot of Avengers. Uh, and now that Dr. Strange is involved, almost everyone has a sidekick. There's a lot of heroes out there. They have had very few villains survive. Yeah. There's a few, there's Loki, there's Kingpin who we don't know that he's going to make it a big screen. He should, but we don't know. Um, there's, uh, who, who else do we have? Um, there's 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 tombs still around, um, so 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 talking about working with what you've got, which is what they tend to do. Uh, there's just not that many villains out there. Red Skull might be out there. I hope they bring in Red Skull. I'd love to see him again. Uh, I know um, Zemo's out there. Zemo Zemo's, is, Zemo's in prison. Zemo's in prison. Yeah, so he can break out. Uh, there's there's the. Um, Dr. Claw, the Ulysses, Ulysses Claw. Claw. So, so there's about five or six that I can think of. The Abomination's still alive. Yeah. But, well, he's in the he's in the cube. But when you think about how many movies they've had. Yeah. 16. Several. And <laughs> and the fact that we can think of eight or nine villains that survived. Dormammu. Uh, Dormammu is still alive. That's true. But he has a bar. They have a he bargain. He was bargained with. He was bargained with. We'll see if he comes back for to, to break the bargain or not. Um... Number four, Stark technology. Oh, God. Almost all the technology we have... It's all over the damn place. It, it, yeah, it's, 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 everything is branching from Stark technologies. Even if it's Howard Stark technologies. Uh, like Even like Winter Soldier, uh, they, they grabbed that serum from the back of the car. That was Stark technology. So, uh, and it seemed uh, like two... And, and now Alien Tech. That was Erskine... With the help of Stark. Exactly, yeah. Like, Stark Stark has been a part of almost every technological hero discovery. Either Howard or Tony. (laughs) Stark has been there. Yeah. And I think that, like, that's kind of a big deal. uh, That that I think we'll continue to see. Even Hydra in in Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, even Hydra is using Stark technology repulsors to fly their... uh, Fly their war machines or whatever, <laughs> not war machine the character, but the <laughs> the big things they were going to use to kill all everybody. Project Insight, right? <laughs> so that's another one. So Stark Tech, I think they'll continue to base things off of Stark Tech, and now with with Tombs, also Alien Tech. I think obviously Avengers One has rippled throughout the attack on New York. So the technology that is branching from the Stark Tech and Alien Tech, I think that'll continue to be a a problem slash a solution. <laughs> They're going to continue to use those two things. Um, the second thing is uh, no real magic. Yeah. We still don't have magic. We've got two types of magic. Uh, we have Asgardian magic, yep. which is technology we don't understand. 
uh, that's just too far advanced for us. And then we have Doctor Strange-style magic, or Ghost Rider-style magic, which is apparently just interdimensional travel. Yep. Uh, so Harnessing energy from other dimensions. As much as they talked about introducing magic into this world, and they have, it's just interdimensional magic, which I, I like. I think that's a cool solution. Uh, it's very similar to what they do on Buffy. Although Buffy has actual magic... <laughs> They treat when they really get down to where demons come from. It sounds like they're just beings from another dimension. Yeah, uh, and so they, it's basically the same thing in this. Like these demons are just beings from other dimensions, powerful. The writer, and so no real magic. He's been where you're going. <laughs> Another. Oh God, this one uh, we're kind of breaking, uh, uh, but time period. Thus far, uh, it seems like all the heroes... See, heroes seem new in this world. Yeah. Um, Although we know that Ant-Man was a thing, (laughs) although we know that Erskine made Captain America in the 40s, it seems like there's been a long lull of of heroes, at least in the public eye. and now we know that Captain Marvel somehow happened in the 90s, but that might be all a space adventure. We just don't know. So it seems like on Earth, heroes are somewhat new. So 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 stories that could have long history, they tend to be a little more truncated because everything started in 2008. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so the fact that heroes are new... That's the time period. Uh, heroes are new to this time period. That's, that's, that's kind of a big thing. Because in comics... Heroes have been around since the 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, big one, the rights issues. Yeah. No mutants, no Fantastic Four. I think that's pretty much the only rules at this point. Uh, no mutants, no Fantastic Four. Particular scrolls can't be in there. Yeah, yeah. but that's just... That's, that's part of the Fantastic, the Fantastic Four. Because of the Fantastic Four, yeah. Um, Kang the Conqueror, again, part of the Fantastic Four deal. Right. God, Kang the Conqueror would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they should uh, they should work that deal out. That's the thing about some of these rights problems. Spider Man is still kind of a rights problem with the villains because it sounds like they're going to try to make other movies. Yeah, like they want to do a Venom and then the Black Cat and Silver Sable, and then they want to uh, they want to involve Carnage in the Venom movie, and they're talking about doing another spinoff of Spider Man villains of like. Uh, they want like Mysterio and Craven the Hunter to have their own movies. Like, God, stop. Just let them be in the MCU. Yeah, for real. Just let it. Like, give me Craven the Hunter. That would be amazing. Yeah. They, it, if they haven't already made that deal, they, they're, they're kicking themselves. They should be kicking themselves because shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Trying to make other villain movies is just stupid. <laughs> I honestly, I don't like the the idea that Fox is going with of like wanting to make a Doctor Doom movie. Which that's that's all speculation at this point. Yeah, someone was just asked on a panel, "What are they working on?" With the, and he said one word, Doom. Yeah, and it's like that could mean they're making a Doom movie. It could mean they're making a Fantastic Four movie with Doom, which they've done twice already. But <laughs> uh, it just doesn't. It, it's a little a little bit speculative at this point. They never actually have announced that. I just I really don't think that they have. They don't have the pedigree yet to to make a Doom villain movie. Yeah. Doom has such a great like story behind him. He's got that deep, rich content to draw from, which would be amazing if they could intro him right. Yeah, for sure. But anyway. 
That's beside um, the point. So those are my seven basic rules of what the MCU has done thus far <laughs> to build their universe. These are the seven rules of making an MCU movie. Now go forth and conquer. So any other thoughts? <laughs> Did I miss anything that you that pops to your mind? Science is everything. Well, that's um, no real magic. That's yeah, no thing. real magic. Uh, I can't think of anything else other than like it's all Stark's fault. Yeah, and I, and, and if they can Stark somehow tech. blame it on Stark for it's, anything, well, yeah, exactly. And I mean that's the thing. Good or bad. Uh, that's part of what I was getting at when I said heroes seem new. Is that they said, you know, since he was now since he announced himself in two thousand eight, things have ratcheted up quickly. Yeah, Vision um, said that. And 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 the fact that Stark's technology is is a lot to responsible for all this stuff. It's it's a uh, it's it's a lot of it is Stark's fault. <laughs> you can make the same case about most Batman villains too. That yeah. Batman that Stark caused them. Um, <laughs> that uh, that Batman caused them. Um, yeah. Anyway, like so they, they rise up because he's there to challenge yeah. them. Which I mean, in a lot of in a lot of cases, in a lot of the canons, it's literally directly his like fault. Like he did something either as Batman or Bruce Wayne that caused them to become. Uh, and and it's kind of that way in the MCU with with uh, with Tony. He's definitely caused some problems, not nearly as extensively. Um, but I mean, definitely um, his first movie, you know. Uh, Obadiah Stane would not have had that suit if it weren't for him. Yep. Uh, the Birdman uh, in... <laughs> Actually, wouldn't you say it would be Stane's fault? Because, yes, Stane wouldn't have had the suit if it wasn't for Tony having made the suit, but Tony would not have been in captivity to make the suit if Stane hadn't paid the Ten Rings to kill him. Sure, that's true. But... The point is the technology we're talking about and the superhero stuff. All that Obadiah Stane was doing was being a corrupt guy and, and hiring terrorists to kill him. Yeah, like that's not none of that is superpowered. And that blew and our up point, in his face. Our point is how do superpowered both villains and heroes come about? And that's uh, that's mostly Stark's fault. <laughs> that's the Ten Rings. Yeah, yeah. The Ten Ring. Well, the Ten <laughs> Rings in in the canon that we you paid us trinkets to kill a prince. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So yeah. now that's my seven rules. Uh, I'm definitely sure there's some others that people could come up with, uh, but analyzing all the movies, that's what I saw. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's talk about five comic book plot lines, and one at a time, and how and we can apply, how we can these, apply rules. these rules to to make this work for the MCU. So what do you got? What's our first plot line? Well, the first major one that I've got is the upcoming obvious is Infinity. War slash Gauntlet yeah. slash Infinity. No, I love that. I'm glad we're doing that. I didn't know. I didn't know for sure if you'd choose that because since it's already a thing, but we know so little about it, it's nice that we'll we'll get to yeah, have this we, discussion. Like we know so little about the movie coming up, but what we do know has informed us of uh, some ways that they're changing it. Because another thing that they do is they don't just copy straight from the pages one storyline. They kind of they kind of merge some of them. Yeah, and you know they. They do the things that make the most sense because there are a lot of things, like in one that we'll talk about later, that just don't make a lot of sense for like the fact that they happen. But um, I don't know what you mean. Well, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let okay. you know when we get there. You're just saying sentences and they're not making sense. So, so with this, with the Infinity War story that's coming up, it's a merger of the Infinity Gauntlet and the Infinity 2013 series. Uh, of comics that are that are kind of merged. So, uh, the general 
the general story of Infinity Gauntlet is that it involves the Silver Surfer crashing into a window of the Sanctum Sanctorum and warning Doctor Strange of Thanos' omnipotence and the fact that he's gained the Infinity Gauntlet uh, with all the Infinity Gems in it. There's no hunt for the Infinity Gems Interesting. in the Infinity Gauntlet story that's in Thanos' quest, which is beforehand, uh, which is not really that big a deal. Um, while he's talking about how Thanos has gotten the Infinity Gauntlet, he's gotten his omnipotence, uh, Thanos is chatting it up with death because he's trying to impress her. Uh, he wipes out half of the life in the universe as a show of love for her. Uh, for the lady death. Um, unfortunately, death spurns his love because he's now more powerful than her and she is subservient to him and not his equal. And he just wants her to love him. Uh, so he gets mad at that. Uh, Adam Warlock is uh, one of the people that's also chief in the story. He was trapped inside the soul gem. He helped Silver Surfer escape so that they could come in and warn the people of Earth. Uh, Adam Warlock is the one that knows the most about Thanos and uh, is elected to lead the heroes of Earth in the uh, the attempt at defense. Um, he, Adam Warlock, calls a cosmic summit that has uh, Eternity, the Watcher, Uatu, Galactus, the Celestials, a person called the Stranger, uh, someone that you've heard the name of is the Living Tribunal was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the embodiments of time, love, hate, order and chaos are all there. And uh, he's basically asking them for help. Eternity is asking, saying, hey, Living Tribunal, you're the most powerful thing that we've ever seen ever. We need you to stop this. And he says, nah, even if he takes over your position as Eternity, that's still the natural order of the strong taking, like Darwinism, basically. Uh, so he, he just outright refuses to help. And then the rest of them are like, well, we're going to do something about it. Um, Mephisto shows up with Thanos and says, hey, you should turn off your omniscience so you make this fight kind of, uh, you know, somewhat more fair in order to impress death. She'd be more impressed with that. If you make it a little bit fair and still come out on top. Um, so he, you know, basically uh, turns off his understanding of knowing everything that's coming, mm-hmm. but still has all this crazy power. Um, basically, he destroys everybody. He kills everybody in crazy ways. Turns Thor to glass. He traps Cyclops' head in a force cube, which uh, stops his optic blast from going out, but also suffocates him. Mm-hmm. Um, Taraxia, like, or Taraxia is somebody that he had made to fight with him to be his mate or something. It's weird. She doesn't matter at all in in any way other than she kills. Spider-Man and like beheads Tony Stark. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's crazy. Brutally kills everybody. Captain America is the only one that's left. And he's standing up to Thanos saying like, if, if one man stands up to you, then you still cannot claim victory. And that's an amazing speech from him. I hope that we get that kind of speech from him anyway. Um, but that distraction was enough to let silver surfer almost steal the gauntlet from him. Thanos is like, Holy crap. I was that close to losing. Let me turn my omniscience back on. And then just defeats everybody, just slays them, whatever. Um, and then all of the, the the cosmic people come in to try to stop him. And they're using all of their power, and he's beating them like it's nothing. And um, after he beats Eternity, Eternity's the last one that he fights. After he defeats Eternity, 
which is the embodiment of the universe itself, he takes over the place of eternity, his spirit leaves his body, and he goes to be a god, basically. And at that point, his body... This is the weird part. His body is left there with the gauntlet on it, and Nebula shows up, who he had created as like a zombie version of herself. Um, she shows up, takes the gauntlet, and undoes everything that he had done. Brings all the heroes back to life, basically resets the universe, and then takes over being a god herself. And then Thanos has to join up with the heroes to fight her, and Adam Warlock uses his connection to the Souls Gem to basically make all of the gems not work together and give a violent, um, painful feedback to her. And she ends up taking the gauntlet off and dropping it. And at that point, Adam Warlock takes it and, um, you know, the, the living tribunal sees Adam Warlock gets it and goes, Oh hell no. You are way too unstable to have that. Absolutely not. And he says, none of these gems can work together. That's the only time the living tribunal steps in and says, these no longer can work together. They get separated, and he makes uh, Adam Warlock makes the Infinity Watch to watch out for the gems. And Thanos goes to become a farmer and reflect on his time as God. Thanos goes to become a farmer. <laughs> he becomes a farmer. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> um. All right. So, so that's a lot. Yeah, that's the gauntlet. The the thing that we're seeing more uh, than anything that we're everybody's all excited about is the Black Order. The Black Order comes from the Infinity 2013 storyline when Thanos was secretly hunting for his son, who was like his secret son, Thane, who was a uh, an inhuman descendant. I think later they conned or retconned him to be an inhuman mixed with an, a, a mutant, which is crazy, but... Um, he was hunting for his son and also like the, I believe the infinity gems were at play somewhere because the Illuminati had them at that point and black dwarf attacks Wakanda, Ebony Maw attacks, uh, Dr. Strange and takes him over. Um, the super giant, the, the telecon telepathic one that we are not going to see in the movie. Uh, she attacks the, uh, the X-Men, and, you know, that those are the elements from that story that we're seeing already, is the Black Order being there. And I think the hunt for the Infinity Gems is going to kind of take the place of Thane. Because they'd okay. have to introduce Thane as well. Right. And the Inhumans. And they, they're already, I feel like they're already introducing a lot in this movie. Yeah. Just by introducing Thanos and... The Black Order. And the Black Order. And I feel like... It is unlikely that they're going to introduce much else, especially, you know, just all the stuff you just talked about. There's a lot. All the living tribunal, all the, like, eternity, all of that. I just don't think they're going to introduce yeah, any of that's, that. Yeah, it's a they're, huge they, backlog of cosmic. If anything, I bet they're going to introduce, like, maybe one sort of, like, one being or order or whatever, possibly the living tribunal, possibly whatever. And I think it's going to be just that one thing, uh, that, that becomes, uh, that becomes everything, you know? Yeah. Like, like there's, there's going to be one sort of good force that they might have to like connect to or, or, or maybe that Thanos is trying to take the place of like right. eternity. Right. Like maybe eternity would be it. But I, 
doubt they're going to, just based on what we've seen from previous previous MCU movies, I doubt they're going to introduce all of those characters. And now, Adam, Adam Warlock, sounds like he's a big part of it. He and is. we know that he was sort of introduced at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy to Volume 2. At least his, his cocoon was. Yeah. What do you think the likelihood is he'll show up? Absolutely not. James Gunn has said specifically that Adam Warlock is not going to show up in any of the Avengers movies. He's going to show up in Guardians 3 is where his his debut is going to be. Okay. I, I thought I'd heard that, and I, and I hate that's not really what the game we're playing today, like what's been in the news. We're trying to figure it out, but it's kind of hard to ignore. Yeah. That particular um, well, we don't, morsel. Yeah, we don't have uh, we don't have much as far as news for the other ones, so we get to have a little more fun with those. Yeah, yeah. This 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 one's the one that we actually have news for. So let's just go down this list. Work with what they've got. I think they're not going to introduce all those good guys, yeah, <laughs> or even all those bad guys that are working against Thanos. Like they're going to use what they've got, which they've got Nebula. Yep. They've got Thanos, and they're going to introduce the Black Order. We know that. Yep. But I don't think they're going to introduce much more than that. I think I think they'll they'll keep it to what we know. Um, now they're introducing in between the two Infinity Wars, they're, or Infinity War and whatever the next one's called. They're introducing Captain Marvel and these other characters. But I don't Black think Panther. they're going to. It gets yeah. his own movie. No, he gets he his own movie a, before. That's before. Yeah, that's right. So God. and he's already been introduced. Yeah. Um, so the secret wasp. identities don't really come into this. Yeah. Um, the lack of villains matters in that it sounds like some villains were working with the heroes in the original story. A um, little bit, yeah. Do you think that's possible in this? Do you think it's possible that because this threat is so big that they'll be willing to like throw the abomination at him or like other characters that you know? Well, there was a there was a time in uh, Secret Invasion where uh, the Hood, some mystical bad guy the hood uh joined forces with the heroes saying that no earth is bad for business so yeah that could be a thing exactly I, th- I think that's that's possible um we don't like i said we don't I just, have that many villains i don't think that the villains that we have that would be able or the villains that we have that would say that sort of thing that would be able to just join on a whim i don't think they're big enough to really affect change loki thanos other than loki yeah loki could definitely be and maybe the abomination involved. can punch him and then get destroyed. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. <laughs> uh, just, 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 just. Uh, what's his name? Tim Roth come back for just to be like destroyed by Thanos. Yep. Um, I'd love for him to come back regardless. Um, <laughs> do you think that Stark Tech will come into play in the space travel elements of this? I think Tony Stark is definitely at least going to make a space-worthy suit. Yeah. Um, we do have the Guardians of the Galaxy, though. That's true. As, you know, uh, a big factor in this. And they weren't they weren't even together in their current iteration when the um, the first Infinity Gauntlet story was going on. Sure. So this the, the, their, their involvement, with the exception of Nebula, is going to be kind of just a new thing. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's no real magic. So, what is Doctor Strange going to do? Well, he'll use his interdimensional powers. Yep. Um, and 
There's neural magic, but what are the Infinity Stones? <laughs> they are technology that's so far advanced that yeah. we don't understand it. But it's so. part of, like if 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 the collectors to believe it's like part of the forming of the universe. Like yep. these these stones were created, um, which we don't know who created them in this case, uh, especially in the MCU. We might end up finding out, like uh, like we talked about all these all these kind of benevolent godlike forces. Maybe we'll get a representation of that, and if we do, maybe we'll find out where the stones kind of came from, what their purpose was, things like that. Um, just because if magic isn't real so far, and Thanos is doing all these insane things with the gauntlet, <laughs> like that seem like magic, I feel like there might have the need to explain a little bit about the gauntlet. Yeah, there's just because they be always some have sort of like, hey, by the way, this is why it can do this. Yeah. Other than, I don't know, they might just go straight into, like, it's crazy. <laughs> that gauntlet does some weird shit, man. Yeah. And uh, the heroes, heroes are new in this in this time period, so uh, we're not, again, we're not, we're not going to have all this old history of heroes. Yeah. And they had and fought. The number of heroes. They had fought against Thanos before, uh, like, before the Infinity Gauntlet story, so... Like, Thanos wasn't new. He was just brought back to life by death, given another chance. So, like... Yeah. That's part of the part of the change, is that, like, because they have a tendency to accidentally or on purpose kill their villains, like, Thanos is... has to be a new one. And, like, do they kill him at the end? Like, are they going yeah. to? Are they going to leave him around? He seems too powerful to leave around. You know? Just kind of on his own yeah so that's uh i think that's a pretty good breakdown of like what we're gonna see that might be different plus we already kind of have a good idea we don't know what the story is gonna be like but we have an idea of what you know the movie looks like at least and some of the characters so yeah yeah cool what's your next story uh the next one that i've got is let's go with the kree scroll war because we know that that one's coming up um yeah Tell us what about the preschool war. Okay, it's the it's the next longest description that I have. Okay. Um, the 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 quick rundown. I'm just going to go with the words on the page rather than adding in my little extra. Yeah, that sounds tidbits. good. Uh, the words that I have written down are: Captain Marvel, Marvel, uh, shows up from the negative zone and gets himself captured by the Avengers so that he can be helped with all the radiation he absorbed while in the negative zone. Uh, they're all attacked, and Marvel is captured by a Kree sentry, uh, which escapes to an island where Hank Pym and the Wasp were en route to a scientific study, but were uh, deterred because of the oddness of the island, because it was toward the South Pole. They were going to Antarctica. Uh, Wasp sends a distress signal, and Bill Foster, the Goliath, answers it. Uh, the Avengers go to assist him and get attacked by the sentry, the Kree sentry, and hypnotized Goliath. All of them are captured except for Quicksilver. Ronan the Accuser reveals himself as the cause of all this hubbub and the reason this island is all weird. Uh, he plans to devolve Earth to prehistoric times and use it as a base in the Kree Scroll War. Uh, Quicksilver shows up and fights him, and um, that that continues until Ronan gets a call that Hala, the Kree homeworld, is under attack. Ronan leaves. The Sentry, without purpose, self-destructs. And the environment goes back to normal. Absolutely no reason for the environment to go back to normal, other than Ronan just leaves and Kree, the Kree Sentry blows up. 
it self-destructs without purpose. That's the thing that I'm talking about where like huh. things happen for no freaking reason. Right. <laughs> other than like, oh, we need to reset things so that they can get on with the story. So that happened. <laughs> um, the Senate, or I'm sorry, there's a Senate hearing to address alien activities and Avengers refuse to hand over Marvell. Uh, they send him with Carol Danvers to a private farm. The public pickets and then vandalizes uh, the Avengers mansion. Cap, Iron Man, and Thor show up and announce that they are going to disband the Avengers due to the team's uh, behavior. Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Vision go to check on Marvell and are attacked by three cows. What? <laughs> Firing energy beams. Cows? Cows, yes. Okay. Kua in Norwegian. Uh, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Marvell are taken off Earth by the cows who are Skrulls. They're revealed to be Skrulls because they shift gotcha. to the Fantastic Four, or three of the members from the Fantastic Four, and then into Skrulls, and they're like, oh god, they're Skrulls. And Danvers, Carol Danvers, uh, is also one of the bad guys, revealed to be Super Skrull. The Super Skrull. Uh, from the Fantastic Four comics. The Vision is... Uh, is damaged and goes back to the Avengers mansion. He tells the team, he gets help, they they heal him and fix him. Uh, and the Avengers find that the Skrulls, or I'm sorry, they find the Skrulls, they're attacked by the Mandroids that were built by Tony Stark for the government. Um, at the same time, Triton, one of the Inhumans, shows up and is asking for help finding Black Bolt because Maximus assumed, or Ma- Maximus uh, seized power in Adelan. And Maximus, turns out, has an agreement with the Kree to use the Inhumans against the Skrulls. And the Avengers defeat Maximus, reinstate Black Bolt, and head for Skrull space. Real quick. Like, like, swip that out of the way. Let's go deal with the Skrulls. Uh, Marvell is is building a weapon. Uh, it's actually the, it's an Omniwave projector. The Skrulls want him to make it because in the hands of a non-Skrull, or of a non-Kree, it's a powerful weapon. So he's building a weapon. But he, when he uses it, it results in Rick Jones, who he has a link with, uh, eventually getting special Destiny Force powers. Again, things happening for no freaking reason. Um, <laughs> because the, the Kree Supreme Intelligence awakens this Destiny Force power in him. Anyway, he sends a bunch of heroes to go help defeat the Skrulls. They are eventually defeated. Uh, the Destiny Force causes the fourth Skrull from the uh, the original scouting party to be reverted from the senator that's leading the the bad cause you know the ones that was i'm sorry the one that sent the mandroids that were in use by the government um this senator is like the one leading the charge the the senator nadir if you will if you will of this story okay uh the fourth scroll reverts from that senator to normal and is then killed by an angry mob (laughs) (laughs) And then the Illuminati is formed and warn alien species not to bring their crap to Earth. Like okay. They go and attack the homeworlds of these alien species and like, don't bring that shit here. They go and attack the homeworlds? Yeah, like they go attack the homeworld to be like... The Illuminati does? Yeah, they're like, Interesting. we'll bring this shit to your doorstep again if this happens. Like, don't bring your shit to ours and we won't have to come back. Like, real aggressive, but... Okay. I don't know. It like there was a bunch of things that happened for seemingly no reason. Like <laughs> happened for sake of the plot moving forward. Right. Well, I think what we're going to get, I mean, and just to give a quick before we go down the actual list, I think we're just going to get a much simplified version of yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> because work with what you have 
completely eliminates the Inhumans from being in use. Mm. Completely eliminates Iron Man from being in use in the 90s. Oh, that's true, in the 90s. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, uh, humans could have been around, but regardless, I think I don't think they're going to use that in the movie. So we're talking about uh, another movie that's actually coming up in this case. So we know that in the 90s, this is all going to happen in the 90s. Again, yep. we're using, this isn't the game we were playing, but... We're using the we're using the a little bit of news about what we know. Like so, the '90s. This happened in the '90s. So the Avengers weren't around. It sounds like we're gonna get a creature named Marvel. Yep, he's gonna crash. <laughs> and isn't it isn't it Marvel that passes on the powers to Danvers at some point? What is it? When does sort that? Of, uh, it's he protects her from a uh, from a blast, and because of the way that the blast works, it like infused her with. His Cree DNA, and then gave her powers. He does he survive that? Yeah. Oh, for some reason when I heard like, this in the past, I thought he died and gave her powers. Well, he dies later. Okay, gotcha. He uh, he he's the reason that she calls herself Captain Marvel later. She takes up that mantle. Like he's Captain Marvel, a hero of Earth, a Cree hero of Earth, but she becomes Miss Marvel because she got her powers from him. Okay, gotcha. So. So I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to need a combination of those two things. Did that happen during the Scree, Kree Scroll War, or was that a different time? I believe it was, uh, that happened beforehand. So I definitely think they're going to combine those two stories. As you were saying, that's another thing. I guess that's another rule. It's when they need to, they combine stories. Yeah. Um, so that's that's cool. That's a, that's a rule I didn't think about, but it's, it's definitely true um, of future movies. So they work with what they've got. I think they're going to scrap everything because <laughs> the 90s, nothing's going to exist. They're going to work with Nick Fury, Carol Danvers, and they're going to have this Marvel crash on Earth and somehow gives her powers. And then either they go together to try to like make the Kree Skull, Scroll War not to visit its, you know, its stuff to Earth, whatever. You know, I think I think what could end up happening is that... Uh, Nick Fury ends up being the um, the leader of he's he's the leader of what would be the Avengers in this story. Uh, Shield subbing out or subbing in for the Avengers, and and being like the helpful team that goes to do things, whatever. Right. Um, and then to to help in space, Nick Fury makes an entirely separate branch that is sword that keeps itself hidden from the world until they're needed. And then we will get them in, um, in season Agents five of, of agents of shield. Yeah. I think that could be a thing. Yeah. Cause again, sure. that's just, that's working with what they have. Cause they don't in the nineties, not much was around. Yeah. At least as far, at least publicly, Yeah, you know, we know that, um, Hank Pym and, Agent Carter were still working in behind the scenes to make things make things happen. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we have a lack of villains doesn't really affect this, except we're going to get a bunch. We're going to get a whole race of villains, which is kind of exciting. Yeah, uh, because and we'll get more on the Kree because we haven't seen very much as far as like what the Kree are in movies. Yeah. Absolutely. So we'll get Cree and we'll get Scrolls, and I'm not sure that we really are on either side necessarily. It definitely seems like Marvel is a Cree, and he so is. Marvel is going to be a good guy. Uh, but what does it mean to be, you know, uh, what does it mean to be a Cree? What does it mean to be a Scroll? That's that's all interesting to me because I think like 
uh, yeah, as an old Star Trek fan, it's like in the early days, the Klingons were just kind of like mustache twirling bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the newer series, they've not really retconned, but just kind of flushed out their culture. They, they, they've character development and entire species. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, they're not evil. They just are a warrior race. They're just that, aggressive. They're pretty aggressive. They're just real aggressive. Um, so that's cool. Um, st- how could Stark Tech in- get involved? Oh, in easy. A lot. You There's got a Howard. Lot. Yeah. I mean, I was would... Howard still alive at this point? Howard died in uh, 1991, December so it's 16. possible that they could overlap Howard into this. Or at least some of his technology left over. Yeah. Like, if they're going into space, they could break out an old, like, Howard Stark spaceship. <laughs> God, that would be so cool. <laughs> like an old 60s <laughs> style. He built this to be space-worthy, but it didn't have the propulsion at the time. And then, like, they do whatever they have to do, and then they get into space. And the Marvel's just like, oh, no, I got this. That'd be great. It just fixes it up real quick. Yeah. Ah, that would be neat. Um, so they don't need magic, it sounds like. this. It sounds like a... Honestly, this sounds great, because it sounds like a great sci-fi story, and I love good sci-fi. Yep. Yep. So that's cool. I think this is our this is our sci-fi like straight up sci-fi movie rather than space opera. Yeah. Because, you know, space opera like Star Wars, you know, is all sure. there and kind of dissociated from us people that were raised in space doing space things, space space space. But like sci-fi of like aliens coming to Earth and we have to defend against that. Yeah. I don't think we've seen that yet as far Definitely as Definitely not like, the MCU. Well, uh, other than, like, the one fight in the Avengers. Like, right. aliens were brought by whatever. But it's not like a, it's not like an Independence Day kind of movie. Well, that's, that brings me to the next one. Heroes, heroes are new, at least publicly. So this is all going to happen in secret. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a big takeaway, is this is not going to be a public fight. That we know I don't of. like you talk about a mob attacking the scrolls. I don't think that's going to happen because the the, the sky opened up in 2012. So yeah, know? it was the sky opened up in 2012, and that's when the world knew that aliens were real. Yeah, so this is going to all happen under the radar, at least in the beginning, unless they like do a time jump to the future. Well, I mean, it makes sense that it can happen under the radar because scrolls are an under the radar kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we've seen that the Kree have technology to kind of mask themselves. Um, we didn't see that as far as like happening in the movies yet, but you know we've seen that in in Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah. So that could easily be a thing. Absolutely cool. Well, that's a good one. Uh, what else we got? What's our next storyline? The next story that um, pretty easily branches off of that one, um, dealing with space stuff that I think could happen is Secret Invasion. Cool. The Secret Invasion story happened after. Um, technically happened after Civil War, but uh, it it's kind of based on all of the things that happened in the Kree-Skrull War. Um, the Illuminati that were formed after the Kree-Skrull War, um, the Illuminati traveled to the Skrull homeworld and attacked them, try to, you know, tell them, don't try to come to Earth again, don't bring your crap here. But instead of, like, getting the message across, they're captured and they're heavily studied before they can escape. Um... After they escape, Galactus comes up and destroys the Skrull homeworld, and Princess Varenki becomes Empress Varenki. Uh, she guides an invasion of Earth, armed with the knowledge of superhumans that they had gotten from studying uh, the Illuminati before they escaped. She poses as Spider-Woman, 
uh, to kind of help along with the invasion and gets forced into joining the new Avengers team because there's a supervillain breakout at the raft and that's what Spider-Woman would do. Um, there's a battle against the new Avengers that Elektra, who is the, at the time, is the leader of the ninja group, The Hand, uh, Elektra dies in battle against them and is revealed to be a scroll. And Varanki takes that corpse to Tony Stark to kind of plant the seeds of mistrust. Uh, she joins the new team of the Mighty Avengers, and that she does that to throw the scrolls off balance. Um, after a bunch of battles with random scrolls here and there attacking them, uh, Reed Richards discovers a way to detect the scrolls. There's more battles going on, and Reed is finally able to make a device that can actually find and revert them. Uh, the Hood, we talked about this earlier, the Hood helps the heroes since no more Earth is bad for business. They don't want to be wiped out from scrolls clearing everything out. Uh, in the final battle, Hawkeye wounds Varanki. The scroll Hank Pym, like the one that had replaced Hank Pym, activates a booby trap that kills the Wasp, Janet Van Dyne. Mm. Um, really breaks him down mentally. Uh, Norman Osborn shoots and kills Varanki with a gun made from intel stolen from Deadpool that was meant for Kick Fury. Um, <laughs> scroll Jarvis abducts Luke and Jessica Jones's baby, Danielle. Uh, Iron Man finds the missing scroll, replaced heroes, and the scroll armada is destroyed. Uh, the president dissolves S.H.I.E.L.D. and replaces it with Hammer with Norman Osborn in charge because he killed the scroll queen on national TV and right. drove the, the staff of the American flag through her. And that's, that's, that's pretty much the end of Secret Invasion. That's cool. That um, was a, a much more modern story. Sure. And there's not much in there that they couldn't do. I mean, we're going to go down the list here, but um, work with what you got. So there's going to be probably uh, probably no Reed Richards, but they could do Hank Pym. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. They could do Norman Osborn. They don't have it yet, but this is a few years away, so they absolutely could introduce Norman Osborn. There's been a lot of jokes online or people commenting even on our blog and stuff that uh that we Norman talked about Osborn last week. is the one that bought the tower. Yeah, Norman Osborn's bought, gonna buy Avengers Tower. Yep. Which would be super fun. Um if if like he buys Avengers Tower and then a couple years later we have a secret invasion and he is, you know we know we know he's Green Goblin from Spider Man movies, but they don't know, like none of the none of our heroes know. That'd yep. be super fun. Um so uh, the fact the no secret identities thing doesn't really affect this, uh, except the fact that the secret identities would come in with the scrolls. Sure. Well, the scrolls. Interestingly enough, people with secret identities are a little harder to impersonate because you don't know who they are. Right. Uh, since no one has a secret identity, that makes it easier for the scrolls to yeah, infiltrate. It just makes it that much easier. So that's 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 no that's interesting. That's no good. <laughs> that's no good. Just opening yourself up, MCU. <laughs> just leaving yourself open to attack. Um, a lack of villains might make things seem a little too safe. You know, like yeah, uh, the fact that the, the world just seems safe. It's got this like they have tons of heroes, very few villains, and then you just find out one by one that all of your heroes are villains. Well, do um, scrolls have powers of the people that they impersonate? Yeah, they they yeah. have a limited uh, power set similar to the scroll or the similar to the person that they take the place of. Yeah, 
Okay, but it's limited. They don't. They don't. They can't do. Yeah, like as the one much. that that, Im, that was um, impersonating Black Bolt at the time of like World War Hulk. Uh, that one didn't have Black Bolt's full power. Okay, because that would be ridiculous. Yeah. So uh, everything's based on Stark tech. So I have a feeling all these things that they're talking about, like. Um, where, where Reed Richards does something when Deadpool, some formula from Deadpool or whatever. Yeah, he gets intel from the uh, the Scroll homeworld or like the Scroll prison, and he's just like, "Oh, this is how we can find them." Sends it to Nick Fury, or this is how we can kill them, and then tries to send it to Nick Fury, and Norman Osborn intercepts it. Yeah, so I have a feeling like any of that stuff is just going to be Stark tech. Yeah. It's just going to be a Stark serum, and it's something that like Howard Stark came up with in the 90s when he was fighting Skrulls or whatever. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like Norman Osborn uncovers the old Stark tech. Yeah. He blows the dust off that old program. Yeah, it's possible. And, and we know that the Kree, we know that there was a Kree body already around in the 40s. Yeah. So I, we we talked we just talked about how it's possible that Howard Stark was involved. We know Howard Stark had to have some knowledge of the Kree, which means he might have had knowledge of the scroll as well. So Could that's be. that's all that's all cool. Um the the issue though with lack of villains is there was like as far as we know there were no villains in the raft when we saw it in Civil War. So, like, Varanki posing as Spider-Woman, who we don't have yet. Um, uh-huh. I mean, she could pose as somebody else easy. Sure. But uh, she wouldn't be forced to join a new team because there's a supervillain breakout in the yeah, back. Because there that, are no villains there. All that stuff about new teams and different teams, it's not like... At this point, we might have two Avengers. We have re- the Avengers and the Secret Avengers. Like, yeah, like we don't have room for all these extra. We teams. don't have the Mighty Avengers and the X Avengers and the, this is whatever. Like, yeah. it's just 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 a little different because of the, such a limited number of heroes. It's working with what you got. Yeah, working with what you got. Um, the fact that heroes are new. So, if the scrolls have been around a long time. What if some of the scroll invasion could have started a long time ago, but in this case, it wouldn't have been heroes that it would have been taken over. It would have just been like regular people, politicians, Pol- things like the that. People in power. Exactly. So it's possible that, you know, maybe the scrolls didn't have to come to Earth to start taking over heroes. What if they were already here and they were taking over politicians? And then when this new source of power started to arise, they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. They could target have started. that now. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, so no mutants, no Fantastic Four. Uh, we, we talked about that. That could be why there was such a big push for superhuman registration is because they need to know uh-huh. what those powers are so that they can and who they're who who, who they're, they're fighting against. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So the scrolls could have been behind this uh, behind the Sokovia Accords to some degree. I mean, obviously, there's a public public outcry for it, but they could have been part of the like crafting of the language. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, Black Panther's a scroll. No, he's not. Stop. <laughs> All the Wakandans are scrolls. <laughs> it's a whole country. No, um, it's not. It's not. They're the only ones that wouldn't be scrolls because they were isolationists and nobody knew about them. Unless that's just all uh, ruse. <laughs> it could be that they do have great technology. There, they do have great technology. <laughs> it could just be a whole nation of scrolls. No, <laughs> stop. <laughs> All right, I think that's pretty uh, pretty good MCUing of that. Like, I think it could basically that one could work, except just a few little things, a few minor tweaks to it. Minor tweaks, and 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 the minor tweaks are the same kind of minor tweaks they make. So that makes me feel like that's a pretty likely 
pretty likely story storyline to use. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially after the Kree Scroll War. Yeah, absolutely. Once the scrolls are a thing, like and there's no open way. season, baby. There's no way. Even if we don't get a scroll invasion, there's no way we're not getting at least plot lines where the scrolls are around. Like yeah. the scrolls are taking over people. Now, I, I summarized the the scroll the secret invasion like very 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 generally. Sure. Um, at the time that that it was coming out in the 2000s range, um, or in the mid 2000s, it was a very very big story that had a whole bunch of tie-ins, like. A lot of tie-ins in all of the comics. It was a massive event. It lasted a while. So, you know, don't don't think that, you know, it would be one movie where Secret Evasion happens and people are being replaced and then, oh, it's fixed. Like, this would be a an entire phase kind of thing that would that would be occurring and like the huh. final fight of it would be Avengers 5 or 6 or whatever. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Um you say that, but sometimes they tend to truncate things. Yeah. I mean Civil War being a great example. It seems like Infinity War is a great example. Also Age of Ultron, which was more like a weekend of Ultron. Like <laughs> yeah. it's just, so this the the fact that it's a huge well, sweeping storyline in the comics. Age of Ultron was a, a a separate universe comic where like yeah. Ultron completely destroyed everything. Well, and he and he's in control for years. Yeah. Before they take it back, and in this, he never really achieved control. It's, yeah. it, it, they could have just called it Ultron or something like Age of Ultron, Dawn of like, Ultron, Birth of Ultron, Birth of Ultron. Yeah, that would have been great because then you, it, also, it also has that ominous feeling like he might come back. Because we know because I will. still think he's in Vision. I think Vision yeah. is holding on to the code. Yep, that is Ultron. Yep. So uh, the next story, the the next story that I think that they could adapt is the next logical, the next logical step after that uh, is when Norman Osborn is put in power. His dark reign. Yeah, um, he is elevated to the head of Shield after killing the scroll, the scroll Queen Varanki on national TV. He rebrands it Hammer. Um, he doesn't have a good acronym for it, so he's asking Victoria Hand to find him a new one, like all the time. Um, <laughs> Yep. Uh, the new Avengers forms in the shadows, consisting of Luke Cage, Spider-Man, Ronan, uh, who is Hawkeye, his new hero name, Ronan, Wolverine, oh, funny. Spider-Woman, like the original Spider-Woman, Miss Marvel, and Mockingbird, and Bucky as Captain America, because Captain America is still technically dead at this point after Civil War. Um, Osborn makes a team of Dark Avengers for the public eye. Um, his himself as the Iron Patriot, Bullseye as the the new Hawkeye, Ares, the god of war, the Greek god of war, becomes a team member. Uh, Sentry, who we haven't seen yet, Robert Reynolds has not come into the MCU proper yet at all. Uh, Moonstone becomes the new Miss Marvel. Dokken is the new Wolverine. Dokken is Wolverine's son. Uh, Venom has some sort of drug given to him where it makes him not look like a hulking monster mess and makes him look more like Spider-Man and becomes Spider-Man. And Marvel Boy becomes the new Captain Marvel. Um, Osborn makes a pact with Doctor Doom, Emma Frost, The Hood, Loki, and Namor to form a new version of the Illuminati, like a bad version called the Cabal. Um, He basically grants them amnesty and resources to do all of their specific agendas. Um, Luke Cage makes a deal with Norman Osborn to find his baby that was taken by Skrull Jarvis. Uh, Luke Luke goes back on that deal because he's a hero 
and not a bad guy. Um, his deal was to join this this group of Dark Avengers whenever his baby is found. But after the baby is found and he's he secured the baby, uh, he goes back on that deal and basically just makes an enemy. Um, Norman Osborn continues leading a team that struggles to not fight itself because they're all bad guys and they do a lot of infighting. Um, there are a lot of missions that don't really make they they don't really have much consequence as far as the overall story of Dark Reign, uh, but they do have a lot of missions. Uh, Osborn ends up making a kill list of people that are standing in his way uh, and uses the Dark Avengers to try to take them all out. Uh, the story ends in the Siege crossover event. And he's, like, on the kill list is Hawkeye, or I guess Ronan at this point, uh, because he went public trying to uh, denounce Osborn saying everybody forgets or I don't know why everybody's forgotten you guys remember that this guy is a villain he was the Green Goblin he killed a lot of people why are you backing this man that kind of thing so he makes the list um, the Punisher makes the list because the Punisher is just like that is a bad guy that is the source of all problems so I have to go kill him hmm. so because Frank Castle's trying to kill him a lot uh, he sends his team after Frank Castle um, he sends Hawkeye after Deadpool, uh, because Deadpool is screwing with Osborn. Basically people that screw with Osborn are the ones that are on the kill list. So Deadpool is screwing with him and Hawkeye goes to kill him. Can't defeat him because it's freaking Deadpool. Hmm. Eventually just pays him off to, yeah. to stay out of it. saying like Osborn was willing to pay you off. And he's just like, okay, sure. It's revealed that that money actually came out of Hawkeye's personal funds. And Deadpool's like, I'm so bored with this. He gets so bored that he shoots himself in the head. <laughs> no reason. All right. No reason for anything happening. <laughs> but, um, you know, eventually the, the Green Goblin and Loki's persuasion kind of tear Osborn down uh, mentally to where he just kind of lashes out at everybody and does all the crazy Green Goblin things again. And Captain America comes back with his team from Secret and... Luke Cage shows up with his team and like everybody's fighting everybody and the Asgardians join in because it's Siege and then that's how Norman Osborn gets taken down. And what does Siege mean? Where are they sieging? Uh, Osborn Tower or something? Osborn is besieging Asgard. Oh. Because that's the story where Asgard ends up on Earth um, and is basically just floating in a, over a field outside of Broxton, Oklahoma. Okay. Which we know that place exists in the MCU because that's where Madame Mask is from. Right. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I don't see them doing a lot of that. <laughs> but what I could see, and this is just me, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see. Well, I don't know. Asgard did just get destroyed, apparently. So in Ragnarok. I'm, yeah, so it is possible that... Asgard could move to Earth. I guess that's possible. Asgard moving to Earth is not even the thing that I'm pointing out as like a very likely story here. It's Dark Reign. Norman Osborn no, 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 taking I agree. over is like I'm just trying to think that has to happen. That ending is is interesting. Um, well, the it, ending it all, is, it all seemed pretty 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 likely until the ending. But 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 yeah, now the that ending I think about is it, a different crossover event. Right. Okay. Uh, well, I definitely think that it is possible 
they're laying the groundwork. There's this big building that kind of looks like it could be Oscorp. Yeah. Like yep. it could easily just be taken over by Osborne in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Well, he heads his, his Dark Avengers team up in Stark Tower, Avengers I, Tower. I do think it's probably too far to say that the, he's going to be publicly known as the Green Goblin. I have a feeling if that goes down, it'll probably be a secret. Yeah, that'll be the secret thing that I see happening is like he's devolving into madness as time goes on. And then the heroes have to be like, guys, can't you see he's bad? Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. It could be like a Mad King sort of yep. storyline. Yep, yep. Um, cool. So work with what they've got. Um, they they don't have nearly that many villains currently. Yeah, like that that involves having a, a enough villains for there to be a team of villains to replace right. the heroes. This reminds me of Hydra... Uh, after, after turn, turn, turn in Shield, where Hydra started like kind of uh, telling everyone, "Yeah, we're the good guys. Shield was the bad guys." Right. Um. So that that's that kind of reminds me of that a bit. Um. So no secret identities. I think if they did this storyline, they would have to keep uh, Norman Osborn's secret identity. I think he he wouldn't be found out. Maybe only Spider Man knows, or you know. Or the heroes know, but have no proof. Maybe the the heroes just start to see it over time. Sure, like as he's his madness is growing, they're just like I don't know. And I I think that it could be that we don't have a full team of villains. We get a team of like partial villains, partial uh, old heroes, and the old heroes are the ones that like start to kind of like they question it whenever the the bad guys join. They're like I don't know, that might be. Bad thing because they well maybe they're reformed and then like they see that the bad things are starting to happen and they kind of like they start to question him they're like wait no this is bad and they branch off to form their own secret Avengers or yeah whatever underground so do you think it's possible that the Goblin would be based on Stark Tech or do you think uh, Osborne's gonna have his own tech company doing its own thing I think that the Goblin could be based on Stark tech as far as like, cause we know that Howard Stark was trying to create his own version of Hank Pym's formula. He was trying to do like, they were trying to do their own version of the, uh, the super soldier project. It could be a derivative of the super soldier project that just drives him nuts. Sure. Hmm. Okay. There's no real magic needed for that storyline. I like this idea for a story of the storyline a lot. I think it, it could fit really well in the current universe. Um, and, uh, you know, you could introduce a few villains. There are enough villains that you could build at least like an Avengers-sized team out of it. This could be cool. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah, like Abomination's the new Hulk. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that would be so cool. I mean, Abomination, Loki, uh, <laughs> who... Who could be the Iron Man? I mean, well, it's Iron Patriot. Okay, yeah, that's. I mean, that was his I mean, team. The, is right, right, Norman right. Osborn was Iron Patriot. That's right. So you've got a uh, you, you got you got the Iron Man stand in. You could easily have a possible um, Captain America stand in somehow. Um, yeah, well, he took up Iron Patriot to be the Iron Man and Captain America symbol oh, together. Oh, gotcha. And I mean, we've already seen the Iron Patriot armor. In right. Iron Man 3, so he could easily just dust that off and put it on. Yeah. 
That's cool, man. Yeah, I dig it. I dig it. Uh, that that I think I think is pretty pretty likely. Um, I think that's that could be really cool. It just depends on how they introduce Norman Osborn and how soon. Yeah. Okay, well, I say how soon, but this could be like phase ten or whatever. <laughs> you know, like they well, could have a lot of little offshoots. We don't know what they're doing. It's so interesting. They they announce all of phase three as one big announcement. Yeah. And now they've just had nothing to announce. So it's been like three three years almost. It's been a while. It's been well. We've been this podcast has been around for three years. This week, actually, happy yeah. anniversary. Happy anniversary. Uh, <laughs> so we we've we've been around three years, and shortly after we started that first year, they did that big drop where it was like, "Here's the next nine movies." Yeah, we were like, "I don't think they're going to do that again." Um, I don't think they're going to do that again because it's a really big commitment that they just have to stick to. And every time they made a change, people were just like, wait a minute. I don't know. You said. Sure, sure. But they didn't change all that much. It's like, I actually am incredibly impressed with how well they stuck to their plan. Yeah, they stuck to it really well. There's only a few small changes. They shifted two movies back. or They they shifted everything back for Spider-Man. And then they shifted more back uh, for Ant-Man and the Wasp. And then they made the Inhumans movie, and then they a show. It's, the it's still still happening in theaters and everything, which is so. Uh, yeah, like I think that's real, real cool. I don't. Maybe that marks a uh, a change of of integration because the Inhumans is happening like debuting in theaters. They can say, you know, this links to the movies because it's in a theater and more people are going to go see it. I don't that know. Doesn't maybe really, I'm that hoping. Doesn't really hold water. God, I'm hoping. Nah. <laughs> nope. Like it links to a movie because it's in a theater. Nope. That's not how that works. I, uh, that's just a TV might. show in a theater. You don't know. You I don't mean, know. If, if Iron Man's in it, sure. <laughs> but I Triton don't think shows that's up. Yeah. Iron Man help. And he's like, what the hell are you? What the hell are you? <laughs> what the hell are you? So let's get this last one. What's the, what's the, what's the next storyline? Oh, is this is one that I don't think is going to happen at all. Sweet. It's let's, a good let's, one. Let's go way out on this one. We're going way out. Secret Wars 2015. Oh, that would be fun. The uh, the most recent one. It like the the original Secret Wars was a uh, a plan of the Beyonder. He got a a group of heroes and a group of villains and then stuck them out on this world that he made himself. And was like, fight! And whoever wins gets all they ever wanted. And it's the most bonkers storyline. But, uh, Secret Wars 2015 is kind of the result of an incursion, which is uh, where two universes are merging. And Mm -hmm. the heroes have been trying to stop incursions from happening to the 616 universe, which is the main Marvel continuity, or was. Um, An incursion is happening between 616 and the Ultimate Universe, which is called 1610 Universe. Uh, And that incursion is resulting in the end of both of those universes. Okay. And they can't stop it. They they cannot stop it at all. Um, Turns out that Doctor Doom is... um, Doctor Doom has a plan. (laughs) And he, uh, he ends up getting the power of the Beyonders, which are a, a race of multiverse like it's it's weird who they are they're they're kind of multiverse power level beings that are just shoving universes together and they're the reason that the the incursions are happening okay uh but doctor doom defeats them somehow with molecule man's help 
and siphons off their power. Molecule Man transfers it into Doom. And even though they couldn't stop the incursion where 616 and 1610 were merging together and destroying each other, he was able to create a different universe that's just kind of smashing all of them together into a new battle world. Um, Battle world being a reality where you know, all of these different universes are just kind of shoved together into one landmass. And they all have their own little zone. Like the Marvel zombies were there, but they were kept out by a big wall uh, that was called the Shield, which was actually uh, like an alternate version of Ben Grimm, who is the thing. Like the thing is the Shield, <laughs> but he's what? huge. Yeah, it was this like living creature who is a wall, just stopping everything. Um, stopping the zombies, but like cool. Age of Ultron gets its own little section. So there was an Age of Ultron, like Ultron. So it's bots. all the possible universes all right. kind of colliding. Cool. Yeah, and they all get smashed up in this this thing where like all of the Thors from all of the universes are a police force called the Thor Corps. <laughs> uh, Doctor Strange is a sheriff in one area. Uh, I said that the thing is a wall. Uh, Susan Storm is Doctor Doom's wife. Uh, Franklin and Valeria who are um, normally <laughs> they're the children of uh, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards, and Susan Storm. But in this universe, they are Doom's children with Susan Storm. And the Molecule Man is just hanging out in Doom's castle in a, like, a trapdoor room under a statue to Molecule Man, like a, like a tribute statue um, in Doom's castle in the world tree and you're like the world tree Yggdrasil yes that exact one (laughs) I don't know why um a lot of the story is like it's a bunch of issues of the upheaval of this world because God Emperor Doom as he calls himself is not a great leader not a great ruler and uh turns out that Maximus the Mad is leading a uh, and a what's it an insurgent force that's gonna try to overthrow Doom and the army is growing all the time. Uh, the the big culmination is that Valeria and Franklin Richards, the children, uh, end up realizing, oh no, this world is wrong, and Franklin kind of resets and creates a new universe because this kid has crazy unlimited power and at the end of it all after they defeat doom and kind of make him realize what he's doing is wrong and he just like he gives up on it basically um they the fantastic four go off to explore this new universe or new multiverse or whatever that franklin has helped to create and there's a new universe the new like this is why it's all new all different is because the new main Marvel continuity is created where there's a merger of Ultimates and 616 Universe. Okay. So the new straight-up Thor is Jane Foster Thor, which was happening in 616, but the ultimate, uh, the ultimate hammer is in the universe and is found by Volstagg in comics here very, very recently. Okay. Um, Miles Morales was from the Ultimates universe and snuck aboard their little ship to kind of uh, 
try to survive. He's, it's a life raft, basically. Try to survive the incursion. So he shows up in the, the all-new, all-different universe, and he's the new Spider-Man. Uh, something, somehow, Peter Parker is a rich guy in the new universe. Like, he's the new Tony Stark, basically. Huh. Um, but Tony Stark is still around, or was. He's in a coma or something now. <laughs> okay. Beside the point. It's a very recent story. Right. Um, yeah, 2015. So, it seems like it, this is basically just like take a bunch of universes, smush them together. Yeah. It, so it to was get basically there, like reset everything so that the two most popular universes can be together. Right. So work with what you got. They did. They, <laughs> as of yet, they don't have two, more than one universe. Well, we have right. Doctor Strange who has a multi-dimensional, which is maybe the same as things in the universe. Not really. Um, it's not outside the realm of possibility for Doctor Strange to be. Realm. Haha. It's not outside the realm of thought for Doctor Strange to be kind of the 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 lens into the multiverse. Sure, absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Totally, to to totally thing. possible. Um, so the fact that there no secret identities doesn't affect it. A lack of villains doesn't affect it. Um, Stark tech doesn't affect it in in the sense that. It's just it's just such an out there story. So the way that I see this could be done, none of our none of our normal rules apply. Yeah. What would have the way this would be done? If Fox gets its shit together, <laughs> yep, and makes a killer X Men universe, possibly an X Men universe that combines with Fantastic Four, and they make a really good universe. They they'd have to really reboot. Especially it's a great time because you've got. You know, no more. Uh, all the, all the people from first class sound like they're disinterested, and Log- J- Jackman's gone. Yep. Logan was a beautiful ending to that universe, and they're not doing it because I think they're making a new whatever the new one is. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. They're just gonna continue to make shit. But if <laughs> in twenty years they 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 make this, you know, uh, really great uh, Fox universe. Yeah. Then and only then do I see this working. Yeah, and they well, have that's a the, battle. That's world. the way that it has to work. Exactly. They do. They do secret wars. It brings the universes together. It's a big crossover event. You could have multiple. It could be an entire phase where you have like multiple, like a Spider-Man movie that's happening on this sort of weird shifting battle world. Yep. And then once all of that stuff collapses, you're left with a combined universe of. The two popular universes. But unfortunately, we only have one popular universe right now. <laughs> but uh, we, we predicted this um, recently talking about the way that you know, different universes work and the way that, like, almost all movies are going to a shared universe now. Like, yeah. any movie that they're making, they're like, well, how can we make this a shared universe? Because Marvel's um, doing so great with that. Let's just make every movie a shared universe. Eventually, that's going to collapse in on itself and it's going to be like, all right. What's the next step? It's combining universes. And if, <laughs> and this one actually makes sense. This one could work to combine the X-Men universe, obviously, into the Marvel universe. We all, we all want that. But uh, we could also see this. I could also see the same thing happening with, like, DC and Marvel. Ooh. Like... Something similar to that did happen. Oh yeah, the am, the amalgam the, comics. Well, there was no. There was a thing in uh, in the nineties that was just called JLA Avengers, or oh, Avengers yeah. JLA. It was a four issue thing, um, where 
universes were colliding because one guy wanted to see the creation of a new universe from that. Sure. Um, he wanted to be there for the birth of the universe so he could get the answer, you know? Yeah. And so, like, the... Was it the Grandmaster was the Marvel guy um, that created a team of Marvel heroes that was like... You know, you got to go into the DC universe and collect their trinkets and whoever gets the most points wins or whatever. It was like a DC team versus a Marvel team and they fought and then they eventually they realized that they were not supposed to fight because they were heroes. And then they ended up saving the day and separating the universes because, you know, you got to save it. Yeah. So that's the thing that that would be really neat. Um, I think that that could happen maybe as like a one-time thing like that's that type of story of like they're colliding we have to separate them yeah and then like, go our separate ways yeah I, th- I think it's possible they could have those like universes meet or whatever yeah uh just just for a, at least a one shot like sort of thing i don't know that they go further than that but 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 anyway i think they could use secret wars or something like it to combine and like have an incursion yeah and have those those smoosh together, but I could actually see them smooshing for real, and and it would be a great time. You could like replace actors. You could make Miles Morales Spider Man. You could do all kinds of things to like change the universe a little bit. Yeah, because it's the birth of a new universe. Yeah, so that could be cool. All right, man. Well, that was fun. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I thank you, Aaron, Aaron Haker for Hakar. Uh, Hakar. Aaron Hakar. Uh, for uh, for writing in and asking us to examine some future Marvel comic properties that they might convert and how they might do it. Uh, that was a complex and interesting task. We liked it. Yeah. Um, so if you want to be a part of that commissioning in an episode, uh, go over to uh, patreon.com slash MCUcast and you can submit i think it's the three dollar level is the commission and episode level yep and if you're a three dollar subscriber you get added to the list and then we're making our rounds and going down the list and you and getting all those commission people their episodes so uh yeah uh you guys we <laughs> are like so happy to be here with you talking to you today with the marvel cinematic universe podcast uh check us out at mcucast.com uh Facebook.com slash MCUcast, MCUcast at gmail.com, or you can call us at 573CastMCU, or support us at Patreon.com slash MCUcast. We appreciate you very, very much. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 